Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. Pastor Bob here. Good evening, and uh, I'm back live. Heard that Seth did a great job last week. Did he do good? I had one of the guys at the jail said, man, it was good. One of the guys listening to you, so hopefully they won't uh, move me out and put him in or something, but turn me up just a little bit, maybe when I'm singing. No, yeah, you might have to. Uh, there you go. Um, but anyway, hey, uh, coming to you live from the studios of KDIX, if you're just tuning in. Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. That's what Pastor Chuppy always says. Make sure you say North Dakota. And we want to greet everybody that's listening uh, tonight on Holy Ghost 
Radio Channel 2, also everybody on the website, kdix.net, and of course, all of you, all the home people here listening on uh, the AM radio dial. I've got somebody in the studio, Joe, here, that's been trying to pirate the song I heard, so I'm going to get it out before he, he makes all kinds of money. I got a call one evening many years ago. From someone who I didn't know real well He asked if I was ready To come out from among them He told me he would save my soul from hell And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him My life was full of sin When Jesus called me in He had a plan to wash those sins away Baptized in Jesus' name In the apostolic way His blood Washed away each stain And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out To Him But it didn't seem to me I could live in victory He had a plan So I could do that too Well I spoke in other tongues When Holy Ghost came in The gift he gave to me He'll give to you And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him And there's soon a day a-coming We'll hear the sounding of a trumpet The dead in Christ shall rise from their graves And we who are alive and remain Shall be caught up to be with Him His bride has made herself ready to go His bride has made herself ready to go And she'll be called out Called out to be with Him Called out Called out of this world Called out Eternal life before us will be called out to him. I'm squeaking. My voice is squeaking. If you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, and we want you to get a hold of us tonight. If you are listening, you can text me, 701-290-7862. You can also, you can also um, email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Dot com. Hello to um, the Hostetlers, 
and out listening in Pennsylvania. And Bobby's listening too out there. That's a special girl. The, uh, the Elvins, the Yoders are listening. Um, the, we've got, uh, Carl and Jeannie listening in Michigan tonight. And, um, we've got Lori and Malachi listening tonight. And I don't know, maybe some more here. But, uh, good to have all you guys listening tonight to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I want to get right into, to the scriptures that we're going to talk about. Uh, this scripture that I'm going to start with is in Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. And it says this, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, <coughs> having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Now, exactly what these verses are talking about, um, I'm not 100% positive. It seems to be pointing to a great end-time revival of, um, of people hearing the everlasting gospel um, preached to them and all the people that dwell on the earth. And I, I do. I'm a, I'm a believer in end-time revival. I, I believe that uh, we... I believe that God's church is poised. I know I can't speak for the rest of the world, but right here in America, with all the lunacy and 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 crazy um, uh, things that are going on that people are believing, I believe that it's it's time for God's church to to um, to really come to the forefront. I think I'm getting the feeling that false doctrine and watered down Christianity are going to become a thing of the past. And I think what's going to happen is that we're going to either have the truth or not the truth. It's not going to be a lot of this gray area. That's what I'm seeing. I see a lot of people that are sincere people going to churches, and even in the churches they're going to, they're laying aside. These churches are laying aside truth, uh, even the truth they have. I mean, even ordaining homosexual ministers as pastors, things like this. Um, and there are good people in those churches that maybe never would have looked for more truth if things like that wouldn't have happened. And so I, I see a lot of good things, and I think a lot of this verse is, is pointing to that, uh, this angel having the everlasting gospel to preach. And and then he said, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to him, uh, for the hour of judgment has come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. And so we were created, I believe, with a purpose. And, and what I want to talk about tonight is our purpose is to fear God, give glory to God, and to worship God. That's our purpose. And I think until we begin to fulfill that purpose in our life, we'll never be satisfied. Uh, we are not a merely a higher form of animal. That is not true. Uh, you know, like I, I, I know that animals are smart. God created them. I mean, some of the things that dogs know are, are really incredible to me. Like they can tell whose car is pulling up. I mean, in some senses, some dog senses are way farther advanced than human senses. Um, and certainly we know that, that certain other animals are, are intelligent. You know, certainly the chimpanzees, gorillas. We know that whales are very intelligent, dolphins. And, and there's a lot of, I mean, even pigs are really, really intelligent animals. But, but, uh, you know, but they're still not even close to humanity. And humanity has been given a, a hole inside of it that unless this hole is filled by God, will never, ever be satisfied. God holds man in a special place, and he made man to be... Uh, he made man to... to uh, 
the only thing that can fulfill man or satisfy man is God. You know, uh, in our adult Bible class this morning, we talked about harmony with our Maker, and we talked about several different things, and I'm going to just touch on those before I really get into the broadcast. But, but I believe that that when there is no harmony with your Maker, that that there there is always going to be an unsettled feeling, like a there's always going to be something that that uh, you can't put your finger on it, but it's something's not right. You know, I went to a um, uh, last year in Beulah, I went to my um, one of my granddaughter's uh, band concerts, and uh, the the fifth graders that played before she got up there, there was, uh, I think it was an oboe player, and if you know what an oboe sounds like if it's not played right, well, this wasn't played right. And this sounded so terrible, this oboe player. Now, this little girl playing it, I, you know, I do, I still, I feel sorry for her. I hope she's not listening tonight. Although I did go back to that concert this year and she did a lot better job if she, if she was still playing it because I didn't hear this. But that thing would squeak. <coughs> to the, <clears throat> Whoa, lost my, lost something. But it would squeak to the point that, um, it sounded terrible. And I put my head down in this crowd full of people. At, at, in Beulah at this, at this, uh, band concert. And in my mind, my thought was, and I couldn't get this stupid thought out of my mind. In my mind, my thought said, this is possibly the worst music I've ever heard in my life. Well, then I started giggling. Well, I, I didn't want to giggle. You know, certainly, um, her parents could have been sitting behind me. Her grandparents could have been sitting behind me. And so I put my head down and tried to stop laughing and I couldn't stop. And then my son-in-law got tickled and he started laughing because I think he knew what I was laughing about. Finally, I jumped up and just got out of there. I just couldn't take it anymore. Now, something wasn't in harmony. And you see, when your life's not in harmony, it's not going to be right. It's not going to sound right. It's not going to look right. It's not going to be right. Some of you that are mechanics out there understand how a combustion engine works, which I think is miraculous. I just, I just think it's amazing how, uh, those pistons fire and how, uh, there's a, you know, the, the exhaust is pushed out of the cylinder, how, how the, uh, the, the, uh, gas air mixture sucked into the cylinder. It comes back up, pressurizes, there's a spark right at the right moment. It explodes, it pushes that cylinder back down again. And these, this is happening, um, uh, up to thousands of times a minute, this revolution. You know, like when your tax says uh, 2,500 or 2,500, it means 2,500 revolutions per minute that are, that this engine's firing. Well, that's an amazing, amazing thing to me. But if the timing's off in that engine, it's not going to run right or it may not run at all. And I am proposing that much of our world and much of America that the timing is getting off. Uh, when a person's heart goes out of rhythm, there's there's major problems. Um, when nature gets out of whack, there's major problems. You know, there's there's all kinds of things in life that show that there's an order or a purpose. And there is a missing part to humans that can only be filled by God. And this missing part is uh, is the most important part. And if you don't have this missing part, uh, you are... Uh, you are going to try to fill that hole, that God-sized hole, with all kinds of different things, but it's not going to—it's not going to ever truly satisfy you. This, this—you um, uh, know—I I, um, I, I think about uh, how we are living in a world that is getting farther, or a nation. I can't speak for the whole world because I know there's great revival happening everywhere, 
But we are living in a nation where there are people that are so mixed up right now. We have children, and I know I say this a lot, but we have children on antidepressants. Well, when I was a child or when I was 12 or 13 years old, I didn't know that a child could be depressed. I mean, like, like it seemed like my whole life was, was, uh, like I had a future and like, like I was excited or that girl winked at me or, or man, I made a new friend at school or, you know, any kind of thing could just make me so happy. And yeah, I had some down days too, but I mean, it was just like, it seemed like I was going to live forever and I had this really bright, happy future. And now we have children that are depressed. My wife is a public health nurse, and she told me you would be amazed at how many people, how, when these children get their immunizations, how many of these children fill out these forms or their parents do or whoever does it and says, my child is on this or that or the other. You know, could it be that we are trying, that we're steering even our children away from the things of God, and so now they're out of whack, they're out of time, uh, they're, they're, they're out of, um, uh, this this missing piece, they're out of sync. You know, if you ever ran a relay race in, in track, there was a sync that had to happen when you pass that baton. I mean, you practice hours and hours and hours because the steps even had to be right. You you uh, you didn't stumble. You didn't you didn't take a misstep. You, you you know you were stepping with the person running in front of you. And when you handed that baton to them, their arm was there. And I mean, there was there was a sync to it. And I'm telling you, our world is out of sync with God. And tonight in our program, I want to talk about our purpose. Like, what is our purpose? Because when we find our purpose at that point, we, we will be made right with our maker. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
Bob back, tell it like it is radio broadcast. Thank you for all the texting. And I uh, uh, want to shout out to Al tonight, listening here in Dickinson. Thank you for listening. He was he mentioned, just to go along with my topic, that that our world is an identity crisis. Uh, because they don't have a purpose in life, they don't even know who they are. And, uh, and I really do think that's true. If you don't know your purpose, like, what are you here for? What do you do? I mean, I, I just it just seems like people are going through the motions of life and they don't even know why they're here. They they work, they pay their bills, uh, they maybe they get married, maybe they have children, but they really don't see the big picture. And that's what I'm talking about tonight is the big picture. As I said earlier, we were created to have a purpose until we find out what it is and to begin to fulfill that purpose. We will never ever be satisfied. Uh, we are we are not an animal, I said earlier. Uh, Psalm 8, verse 3 said, When I consider the heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visiteth him? Visitest him? And see, here, and then he goes on to talk about how he, he um, gave man dominion over the works of his hands and put all things under his feet. So we were created... In the image of God, and why were we created? This is an important question. Why were we created? I believe that God also had a, a, a missing part. And I believe that we were created to give pleasure to God. I believe we were created to fulfill a need that God had to, to, to give Him pleasure, to worship Him, to honor Him, to fellowship with Him. I really believe that. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 149.4, it says, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. And and I be, and then in Psalm 147.11, it says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. You know, when, you know, when the creation does what God designs it to do, it gives him pleasure. And my question in t- tonight is, 
does your life bring God pleasure, and how do you know if it does or if it doesn't? Does our life bring him pleasure? Uh, what it, what would get in the way of us bringing pleasure to him? You know, and I, I'll tell you what would get in the way of us giving pleasure to God. It's our free will, but even that was given to us because to overcome our free will and do what's right gives God pleasure. People have asked, why was the uh, tree put in the garden if God knew that that Eve was going to eat of that tree and give it to her husband? Why didn't God just leave the tree out of the uh, of the garden? Because if he would have left it out of the garden, man would have no choice to do what was wrong. And if man had no choice to do what was wrong, he could not choose to do what was right. And so when someone would choose to live for God out of his their own free will, it is, it, it's what gives God pleasure. Every time Adam and Eve walked by that tree uh, and didn't eat it, that gave God pleasure because they were doing what he said. They were not doing what he said not to do. You see, you know, and, and that's why um, free will was the most dangerous thing God ever did. Like in the entire universe, like it wasn't dangerous to create gravity. They still don't know how gravity works, but it wasn't dangerous for God to create gravity. It wasn't dangerous for uh, God to cre- create kinetic energy. It wasn't uh, dangerous for God to to uh, to create any of the forces of nature, um, the uh, the forces that cause the uh, the nuclear is it fission or fusion that causes the sun to put out heat. I mean, it, it wasn't like that. Wasn't dangerous for God to do that. He knew it. those are all controlled things. I mean, like he he uh, the earth revolves around the sun and the 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 revolving the force that it keeps it to revolving around the sun keeps it pulling away from the sun and the gravity of the sun keeps it right where it's supposed to be and so it's just perfect. That's why we know exactly what time the sunrise is going to be tomorrow morning because God's perfect. Free will of man is not perfect. And the free will, I heard a preacher say one time that giving man free will was like a putting a loaded three fifty seven pistol in the toy box with toddlers playing there. And I thought, well, that's a good way to put that. You know, because, I mean, this is dangerous stuff. You know, a little toddler going to pick up that gun and kill himself or somebody else. But you see, why did God take the risk of giving man free will? Because when man freely of his own will serves God, it gives God pleasure. And so tonight, just to start with, there is a, our purpose has to do with this. Our purpose in life has to come about to finding out what things please God and what things don't. And here again, we're living in a goofy society. Like, like, um, you know, um, our former president was talking about, like, he would, he was a, a big pro, uh, uh, pro, um, um, homosexual marriage guy. I mean, like, he would really pushed for that. And he said, we shouldn't pass a law against love. Well, so, so if, if I didn't know my Bible, well, even if I didn't know my Bible, it still wouldn't make any sense. But if I didn't know my Bible very well, maybe I could be pushed into that. But you see, love, there's all kinds of different kinds of love. Like there's, there's, there's love that two men can have for each other. There's love that a parent has for their children. There's love that a man and a wife have for each other. These are all different kinds of love. There's a love that we have for God. 
These are all different kinds of love. And so we're not passing laws against love. But the thing is, is that, that without knowing God's will, it takes away the free will of man to serve God. Do you, do you understand what that's saying? Like, like it, like in other words, how the apostle Paul said it this way. <coughs> he said that the law is good because the law showed me I was wrong so that I could come to Jesus. I'm, I'm really summing up a whole bunch of stuff in Romans there. But in other words, the law of God showed me I was a sinner. That's why he said the law was a schoolmaster that brought us to Christ. Like, like when, when you see the law, like, you, you know what? If you, Chris, if you were living in California and hanging out with a bunch of your friends and you were just as good or maybe even a little better than all your friends, you thought you were a good person. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, in other words, I'm just as good as a lot of my friends. But then when you, all of a sudden you read the Bible and it's like, he changes what good is. And now all of a sudden I've got like, wow, I'm not good. I need to come to God. I need Jesus to help me. So as far as God was concerned, free will was worth a risk. And even though the free will of man has brought much evil in this world, uh, but without the choice to do evil, we would not have the chance to please God. So number one, our purpose in life has to do with pleasing God. We were created to please Him. <clears throat> now that may sound selfish to you of God, to you, but it doesn't sound selfish to me because He's God. He's not like, He's not like your dad or your mom or He's not like your husband or your wife or your, or your children or your parents. He's God. He, he, you know, like, like, why shouldn't we want to please God? Like, right. So this is our purpose in life. Our purpose in life is to please God. And so how do we please God? This is, this is why it's important. Um, you know, like, uh, there are people that right now possibly listening, driving around in Dickinson, North Dakota. They have no idea what I'm talking about. Please God? How do you please God? Like, what do you do to please God? Does God need, I mean, do you want to buy him a cigar for his birthday or what? I mean, what, what does God need? What does he want? How can I please God? Well, in my opening text in Revelation, it talks about three things. It talks about fearing God, giving glory to him, and worshiping him. And so, uh, first of all, we need to seek and know and communicate with God. That's our purpose. The Bible says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Uh, the, the scripture says in Hebrews 11 and 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So to please God, number one, you've got to, to seek God and to have faith in God. That's number one, our, our purpose in life. Now, just tonight at the uh, county, or just this afternoon at the county jail, there was a lady uh, there in, the, in one of our services that w- just mentioned, she just shared with us that she's had trouble with her faith, you know, believing that God is real, believing the Bible is true. I'm telling you, to come to God, the first thing you need to do to come to God is you need to make a decision that he is real. Whether you know anything about him, whether you, you've ever experienced anything about him, you need, uh, some people think they treat God like, like science, like, like I'll believe it when I see it. Although nowadays science doesn't even do that. They're making up stuff about evolution that's not true, but 
So they 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 say us they say we're crazy because we believe in religion because we believe it before we see it. But they're the same way. They can't even prove any of that stuff, and so they believe it first, and then they build a whole theory around it. But with God, you've got to believe it first to see it, and then to, to our purpose in life is to to have faith in God and to love God and to love others. I'm going to get to those three things in just a little bit. But in Mark chapter 12 and verse 29, um, somebody asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment of all? What's the first, the top commandment? And Jesus said in Mark 12, 29, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this is the first commandment. And the second is like unto it, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. You see, the, the, uh, our purpose in life is to seek God, to have faith in God, to love God, and to keep, and to love others. That's our, that's our, uh, Jesus condensed the entire Old Testament into two commandments. Love God, love others. That's it. Love God. Everything else falls under that category. Everything. There isn't, I mean, you know, I'm making this as simple as I can, but your purpose in life is not to father uh, as many children as you can with as many different women as you can. That's not your purpose in life. Some people think it is. Uh, your purpose in life isn't to make a lot of money. Your purpose in life isn't just to have fun. Your purpose in life isn't just to uh, just to uh, own a lot of fancy things. But your purpose in life is to seek God, have faith in God, to love God, and to love others. Everything else is not important compared to those things. It's not. You know... Um, this this uh, this topic I'm talking about tonight is very very dear to me because I grew up um, you know when I, I grew up in the and um, I was in high school in the 70s uh, there was a girl that goes to our Bismarck Church now Sister Patty she she remembers me from high school she was a year younger than me and she said of all the people that she knew in high school she assumed I would be the last person that would want to become a Pentecostal. Patty told me this many years ago. And the reason she told me this is because it looked like from the outside I had everything going for me. Like I had this drop-dead gorgeous girlfriend, and I got to marry her too. In fact, uh, on Friday night, it was 39 years ago I married her. The uh, I, I mean, I had this, I mean, I had, uh, I, I was, uh, uh, you know, I had all kinds of friends. Uh, you know, I had all kinds of opportunity. I had... Uh, parents that were uh, very good to me. I had, um, I was um, in wrestling. I took the state championship. I, I thought that I was a star. You know, I thought I was, I thought I was the greatest guy. You know, I thought. In fact, I, I'll never forget how disappointed I was the morning after the state wrestling championship to high school, and uh, and I got to go to college free from that. But, but the morning afterwards, I woke up thinking I was going to be in a brand new world, and everything was exactly the same as it was the day before. And because of my no purpose in life, none of those things were bringing me purpose. I began to experiment with drinking and then started moving from drinking to different types of drugs and got deeper and deeper involved in the drug addiction thing. What I was looking for in drug addiction, I was looking for a reason to live. 
I was looking for purpose in my life. I, I, you know, my goals when I was a, when I was in college and in high school, my goals were to own a, a record store. Back then, that's like a CD, you know, records. You don't know what records are. But my goal was to own a record store and to sell marijuana pipes, you know, a head shop, they called it back then. Um, I was going to own a 68 Jaguar convertible. That was my goals in life. You know, th- these are my goals. And, and I had, um, I mean, I, they, they had, I, I look back at these goals now and I'm like, these, these are so, so frivolous. They're so, you know, like people, you're selling yourself so cheap. You know, there, God has got a purpose for us in life. But through a series of events, God led me to the truth. You know, uh, I was just telling this story in church today, but, but about 38 years ago, there was a girl whose dad went to the United Pentecostal Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. And this dad talked to his daughter and convinced her that she needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And she decided to get baptized in the name of Jesus. And this girl called my wife and said, I'd like you to come and watch me get baptized at my dad's church. Now, that's not the only thing that happened to me to come to God. In fact, if I and I do tell my story a lot on the air, but I'm not going to tell it tonight. But that girl, the impact that she had, changed the entire direction of my life. And not only my life, but all my family's life. My children, now my grandchildren's lives. That girl, why? Because there's more to live for than just living and dying and working and eating and having sex. There's more to live for than that. That there, we have a purpose in life. And, and tonight, my prayer is that you find your purpose. And it is not complicated. It really is not. Play a song, Seth, and I'm going to read my text. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
Well, good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you want to get involved, if you have any more questions or comments during, uh, or comments during the remainder of the broadcast, uh, give us a call in studio, 701-225-5133, or text us tonight, 701-290-7862. Uh, and if you're out of country listening uh, online, you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And I really do appreciate all the... Um, the um People contacting me by texting tonight and uh, want to say Stormy in the Philippines is um, listening. On, and he emailed me, and Stormy, I am really looking forward to seeing you. He's coming back to do some medical stuff. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you. I haven't seen you for quite a while, and he's going to fly back into, I think I'll drive down to Rapid City and see if everything works out. And uh, and we'll talk more a little bit about that. It's kind of neat a guy in the Philippines is listening to this radio broadcast. That's kind of cool. Um We've got um, the people in Grafton listening tonight. Uh, my good friends, the Schulers, are listening up there, and um, these are these are great people of God. Both brother and sister Schuler. She gives me a bad time a lot, but he kind of keeps her under control, and if, uh, maybe a straight jacket might help too. I'm not sure, but and we've got Dave and Enrique, en- Enrique, Enrique. How do you say that? Enrique listening tonight from the county jail. Glad to have you guys listening. And um, and I would would text you back, but I think it cost you money when I text you. So just a shout out to you. We've got Sierra listening from Arizona, and I know people that you're related to. And you're you're Dave or uh, Dale and Diane Burling are some of the finest people that I know. Zach and Leah are listening from where do you guys live in Moorhead or Fargo? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, tonight we're talking about finding that purpose in our life and uh, maybe this is really like this is really old to a lot of you people because i mean this is this is um this is like basic you know come to god 101 stuff but but you know really until you find this you know the i was doing some reading about something i was preaching about in church today and i i read a little bit about a guy named john lennon who when i was a boy i, gr- I grew up listening to his music the beatles and uh, I don't listen to their music anymore, and I really only listen to Christian music now. But, but um, I, as I begin to read about the terrible darkness that he went into in the seventies, not only the drug addiction, but just darkness and despair, and how, you know, here's a guy that should be happy. I mean, he's got all kinds of money, he's got all kinds of fame, he made his mark on society, right? I mean, like, isn't this what everybody's looking for? Like, isn't this, isn't it what everybody wants? But he was miserable. And his life ended tragically in 1980. He was murdered. He was shot, I think, on a street of New York City. Some crazy fan pulled a gun and killed him. And so his life was ended. And I'm not here to slam John Lennon, but, but, you know, he said in 1966, he made this statement that we are more famous than Jesus Christ. He said Christianity is on its way out. That's what he said. Well, what's so interesting about that is that a lot of people now don't even know who John Lennon is, but they still know who Jesus is. Christianity's not on its way out. And the devil, if you're listening to the radio show tonight, it's not on its way out. It's We are going to have a great end-time revival because one of the reasons is the natural, um, the natural uh, swing back of people that have been living in a purposeless environment and a purposeless uh, uh, you know just they have no reason to live 
And the gospel message, this everlasting gospel that our text in Revelation talks about in Revelation 14 and 6, the word gospel means good news. You know, there there was a, um, I had a, uh, you know, it only takes one person to, to cause a revival. It only takes one spark to cause a forest fire, and it only takes one spark of revival to cause a great revival fire. And this, uh, everybody that's listening to me tonight, I want you to know that when you find the purpose in your life, uh, number one, we talked about faith in God, searching for God, seeking for God. Number two, loving God, loving others. Uh, our, our verse talks about to fear and reverence God. Uh, Pastor Hostetler out in Pennsylvania sent me this verse, and I had it in my notes too. In Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And there is joy in doing that. You see, until you find, you know, what's so troubling about this broadcast to me is there are people listening tonight that probably are thinking, you know, yeah, I, I want to go to heaven, but it's such a drag to, to live for God. You can't do anything fun. You know, I just heard about a girl. She was a backslider from my youth group many years ago. And right now she's locked up in a drug treatment center. And she, somebody was witnessing to her and, 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 and she goes, Oh yeah, those are those Pentecostals. That's all about rules. Now this, this girl, she's not having any fun as a drug addict. I'm having a blast. You know, living these rules, you know, I mean, like, like I'm, I'm pretty excited about stuff. You know, some days I get a little down or depressed, but for most of the time, I'm really happy. Like, I, I've got a purpose in life. You know, like, like when you get old, um, you know, like if you're like me anyway, you know, I like to, like I mentioned, we had, we got some of these big uh, Samoan guys coming to church. These are monster guys. And I said Wednesday night when I was preaching, uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when Travis would have walked into our church, a guy like that, my first thought was, I'd like to wrestle that guy. That, that was my first, my first thought. You know, like, I'm thinking I could beat him because he maybe he doesn't know any moves, you know, so I could, I could, I could do a judo throw on him. That, I don't think that way anymore. Like, I don't want to wrestle this Travis. He, he must be, what is he? Like, is he six, six, five and probably 300 pounds maybe? I don't know how huge he is. He's a monster. But, but the point is, is so does that make me depressed because I can't beat you know Seth in arm wrestling? Does that make me depressed? No, because because see there, I've got bigger fish to fry. I have a goal in my life that I tell people all the time. I just told the guys up at the jail this afternoon. My goal in life is to have the biggest funeral that anybody's ever had when I die. That's my goal. And uh, some of the guys at the jail, hey Pastor Bob, we'll come to your funeral. I said good. Say good things about me too. But, but you know, why do I say that kind of weird thing? You know why? Because my goal in life is to try to impact people. That's my purpose. That's my reason to live. That pleases God. We've got a purpose. We have a reason. You know, there, there, uh, when Jesus was on the cross, he was uh, the example to us. But also the heart of God was shown there because, you know, like when I'm a little tired or I'm a little grouchy, Sometimes I don't feel like witnessing to people. You know, I don't. I Like sometimes I'll be at the grocery store, I'm a little tired. I I might, you know, I'll say hi, I'm friendly, I smile, whatever, but I don't 
I just want to go home maybe. But Jesus was on the cross. And he was in pain, extreme pain. Just about 99.9% of people would be thinking about themselves at that moment. And we wouldn't think that was a bad thing. You know, like you'd be thinking like, man, I am in pain. But Jesus, through a blur of pain, looks to the cross next to him. And he reaches out and he's thinking there's one more. You see, the purpose Jesus had when he walked this earth as a man is to reach as many people as he could. And that's the purpose that he's given us. That's why the church is called the body of Christ in the Bible. Because we're his body. We have a purpose. Love God. Love others. Fear and reverence God. I didn't even get to a lot of this stuff. I don't know if I will get to all of it, but... But um, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So our purpose in life, first of all, is find out what God's commandments are, and then keep them. And, and, and Jesus said, or in First John said, his commandments aren't grievous. Like, like this isn't hard to live for God. Like, like, to live for God, I can't have sex with anybody but my wife. Boo-hoo-hoo. Like, is that, is that a bad thing? I mean, like, like, I mean, like, some people make it sound like that's a bad thing. I tell the guys up at the jail, they make fun of me when I say stuff. Like some of the guys at the jail, when I say, you know, God doesn't want you having sex with anybody except if you're married to her. You know, and if you're a him, you gotta be married to her. I gotta say that nowadays. And they make fun of me and they laugh at me. And I'm like, so how's your guys' sex life up here at the jail? Not very good. You know, it isn't. You know, and, I, but the point I'm making is, is that when we find our purpose in God, which is to please Him, and we please Him by having faith in Him, by loving Him, by loving others, and fearing Him, and worshiping Him. When we do that, I'll tell you what, you'll find peace and joy and purpose in your life. That's, uh, you know, that, that, that is, uh, you know, God's plan is, uh, you know, Jesus said, this is my pastor's favorite scripture, I think, Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, Seek ye first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, unto you. You see, this, God knows the only way that you can be happy. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I listened to uh, a, a group that uh, uh, was called the Rolling Stones. I, I used to have perfect strangers walk up to me. My wife will verify this and say, you look like Mick Jagger. He was the lead singer on the whole Rolling Stones. Now, if you look at that picture of him, he's a really ugly guy. So I, I was like, oh, brother, you know. I mean, why couldn't they say I look like, you know, Rock Hudson or somebody? But, you know, like, but uh, who is he anyway? Or, or like, um, anyway, some good-looking guy. But but they said I look like him. But, but Mick Jagger wrote a song many, many years ago that I used to listen to. And the name of the song was I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I try, I try, I try, and I try, but I can't get no satisfaction. Could it be, Mick, that you've just been barking up the wrong tree? Could it be that you've been looking in the wrong place? Uh, could it be, Mick, that, that money and women and fame and the bright lights really can't bring satisfaction? I believe that's true. You know, the Rolling Stones had the, the world's largest open-air concert in the history of man. I, I mean, so you can look this up. I'm going to throw out this number. It's probably wrong. But I think there were 700, 
and 50,000 people or 500,000 people. It was like gigantic. It was down in Argentina or someplace. And, um, and the, uh, and I'm like, I'm sure that's an incredible rush. But he's still singing. I can't get no satisfaction. You'll never have satisfaction. The little, your little Snickers bar says Snickers satisfies. Snickers makes you fat. <laughs> it doesn't satisfy. It, you, you know, I tell you, I know that for a fact. You eat one of them and, and you want another one, you eat the other, and pretty soon you're so sick of them, you're puking Snickers. You know, I mean, they're, the only thing that satisfies is God. And so, the, uh, I've, I've got, I think somebody's gonna give me a scripture. What, how many? Well, there were 1.5 million, really, at that concert? 1.5 million people? Wow, wow. And you know what? He still, he still, um, couldn't get any satisfaction. Seth's gonna give out some information. I might end the program tonight by singing a couple songs. All right. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And this is the Set Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. It's the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're located, our church, 105 7th Avenue West. Uh, you can give us a call at the church phone number, 701-264-7862. Or you can email us, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Uh, Wednesday evening is going to be our next service. You are invited. If you need a ride, give us a call at the church, 701-264-7862. Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Sunday mornings, you're also invited. 10 o'clock a.m., we have adult Sunday school. Very good open discussion there. And children's Sunday schools on Sunday mornings. 11 o'clock Sunday morning is our worship service. Again, you are invited. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. If you have any questions or comments, uh, during the remainder of the broadcast, you can give us a call, 701-225-5133 in studio, or you, can, or you can text us, 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country, email us, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. want to say thank you. I don't say it enough to Holy Ghost Radio for putting us on their um, on the air with them. And we do get a lot of listeners, I believe, listening to us on Holy Ghost Radio. If you are listening on Holy Ghost Radio, uh, text me tonight. Just give me a shout saying seven, it's 701-290-7862, as Seth just said. Just let me know you're listening and where you're from. You know, um, you'll never be satisfied if you don't give your life to Jesus. And you'll never be satisfied if you turn away from him. Uh, the Bible says people that turn away from him just have a certain fearful looking forward to judgment. That's it. That's all there is. You know, um, don't be a backslider. Don't marry a backslider. Um, you, you're you're mar- you're marrying into trouble if you marry a backslider. You really will, because they'll never be happy. This song, I'm going to sing a little for a little while. It's called "Satisfied," talking about somebody that walked away from truth, walked away from God, and um, hope they came back. You've been walking the fields of wonder You've been dodging the distant thunder Buying every moment Learning that it doesn't come cheap You've been living a soul recession You've been asking the same old questions Say you want an answer But you're not digging too deep Maybe the tide will turn Maybe a storm will rage inside you Maybe you'll come to learn 
you're not satisfied Maybe your heart will break Maybe your world will fall around you Maybe that's what it's gonna take See, you're not satisfied Or maybe you'll just keep running Have you weighed all the consequences? You've been riding the higher fences Can you keep your balance? Isn't it a long way down? Disregarding the old convictions You've been taking a new position Show me where you're standing I don't see your feet on the ground Maybe the tide will turn Maybe a storm will rage inside you Maybe you'll come to learn That you're not satisfied Maybe your heart will break Maybe your world will fall around you Maybe that's what it's gonna take See, you're not satisfied Or maybe you'll just keep running My prayer tonight is that you wouldn't just keep running, but you'd run to Jesus. You know, I believe a lot of people out there have problems with the concept of hell. They really have problems with that concept. You know, like what kind of God would there be that would send somebody to hell? But you know what? I don't believe that God does send people to hell. I believe people go to hell. I believe they go to hell over God's dead body. That's what I believe. I believe that they go to hell because because they don't want to serve God, and so they go to hell. And you know what? I think what is going to make hell hell is that this very topic I'm talking about tonight, because there's not anything going to be there that satisfies. But just imagine being in the presence of God and being able to see the great king and, and cast your th- uh, crown down before his throne. I'll tell you what, uh, just imagine what it's going to sound like for him to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You found my purpose, and you did it. And tonight I'm going to end with this kind of scary song. The song's called Sunday School. And I'm telling you, don't run from God. Don't run from his purpose. There isn't anything out there besides God. And you're going to run right into him if you keep on running one of these days. Give me more darkness, said the blind man. Give me more folly, said the fool. Give me stone silence, said the deaf man. I did not believe Sunday school. Take it away, said the hungry man. Although I am starving, I'll get by. Take it away, said the thirsty man. I'll find a drink before I die. I've got plenty of time to think of heaven, but right now there's too much on my mind. Just one more day, I'm going to live this way. To me, tomorrow is fine. Leave me alone, said the lonely man. Don't want to let go of this feeling Leave me to roam, said the wanderer It's only my life that I'm stealing I've got plenty of time to think of heaven 
But right now there's too much on my mind And just one more day I'm gonna live this way To me, tomorrow is fine I've got plenty of time to think of heaven No you don't Right now there's too much on my mind Just one more day I'm gonna live this way To me, tomorrow is fine Give me more darkness, said the blind man Give me more folly, said the fool Give me stone silence, said the deaf man I did not believe Sunday school I did not believe Sunday school Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast God, I pray that there that you help people to get out of the deception and the sidetracking things that are out there that are keeping them away from the real joy and the peace that there is in finding your purpose in their life and then living that purpose. God, I just pray for them in the name of Jesus tonight. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And uh, next week, Lord willing, at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.